pod, bikes and beyond. <laughs> bikes and beyond. Is that the name? Are we going with that? I don't know. So far, that's that's been uh, the top name. I keep trying to brainstorm other names, and uh, that one just keeps popping in. Fuck it, let's go then. <coughs> yeah, working title. <laughs> working title. Whoop. But it does. It, it could work. I don't mind that. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Doesn't mind it. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't know if it's the one. So I'm trying to figure out which m- headphones are mine. Want to make this? There we go. Think I, we should close this door? Yeah, maybe a good idea, yeah. If, Bar- if Barley does bark, it'll probably cut it out a bit better. There we go. Okay. My volume was a little bit high. I feel like maybe these walls need like some like tapestry or something. Some like foam on them or oh something. Yeah, maybe yeah, a little yeah. bit would help. Bit I of an echoey room. I think you yeah. can order that shit like packs of it from Amazon. It's just like that cheap foamy shit. Right. The egg carton. Right. <coughs> yeah, that's that's kind of heavy duty. I was thinking of something like where it would make it look good. Oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. fair. Like a curtain or something. Yeah, that's fair actually. Just because, like, some colors, too, in the background, I feel like, would maybe be kind of nice. Get King <laughs> over here to do a big mural. That would be sick. That would be cool. <coughs> so, what's new with everybody? Um, good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I feel nervous for this one. I didn't feel nervous for the first one, maybe. Really? Yeah, it's you weird. You shouldn't be nervous. You're very handsome. <laughs> for all oh yeah for all the people watching the watching the pod yeah. not just listening yeah watching <laughs> <laughs> the video pod stuff is crazy i totally forgot about that like yesterday matt was like oh yeah can we do video too and i was like ah fuck podcasts are mm. like video and audio now i didn't even think about that like uploading this to the podcast apps oh yeah i guess people generally like they put it on YouTube if they film it, but then they also put it on Spotify and podcast app. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of, I guess that would be like putting your video on like YouTube and like on everything. Dig yeah. and yeah, yeah, all yeah, the exactly. websites kind of thing. I, I don't, don't know. know how you like, can you just make an account and post them up? Like, or do you have to be? I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Just make an account, start posting them. <laughs> that's Even for like iTunes and stuff like that? I think maybe even for iTunes, if you're making oh. music, I think that's what like like Keenan, like he just made a he's just you know made his own iTunes profile and post music. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. could start your own band, Joel. Yeah, no one needs to hear that, bro. <laughs> one man band, Joel. <laughs> Zero talent. Oh come, come on! on. <laughs> Got a secret, secret uh. Nickelback covers or what? Oh, bro, if I could cover music, it'd be Nickelback <laughs> only. Jake's happy. Bro, Nickelback rips. Oh, yeah. I've said this before. Their first album is good. I'm oh, not oh saying yeah. that ironically. All of their albums are good. Yo, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck Nickelback. That's, that's a real fan right there. <laughs> yeah. Can't lie. I don't how how many albums does Nickelback have? See, if I was a real fan, I'd know that answer, but mm. I don't. A lot, too many. Mid fan, not too many. Never enough. You don't know how many. You're so anti Nickelback. I said the first album's good. The state <laughs> is good. I know anti. the name of it. 
And then the next one is like something with like silver dollars or some shit. Mm. Sounds about right. I don't fucking know. Anyway, nothing called Nickelback. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's something BMX, what's something BMX related that we could talk about? Something some news or something. We're fl- we're flowing in there. Yeah, Get, getting there eventually. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Did anything cool happen this week? Oh boy, here we go. There's hey the boy. guy. Nice sweetie. Get this out of the way. Yeah. Here, come see start. Uncle come inspect everything and then. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't have to lick my hands. Okay, now go see Mike. Crazy animal. Bed. Do you have a bed, bed. in every room? No, we brought one in here. In oh, hopes sick. that he would calm down bed. and just lay down, but it might not work. Lie down. Bed. Oh, good fella. Attention seeker. This is where we all are. I was gonna. What fucking. What video dropped recently? It was really good. I forgot. I wanted to talk Dak. About it. The Dak one, probably. Yeah. That must be it. Casey Sterling. Put out a video. Oh, oh the um, the burn slow promo. Yeah, yep. I didn't watch that yet. Sorry, Casey. Who else? There's been some good some good videos dropping. Yeah, Johnny Rakey's a couple weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. That Dennis constantly putting shit out. ODI video. Yeah, that's cool. Vlogs. Yeah, he's doing the yeah he's doing like the vlog things. That's pretty. I guess that's the new wave. ODI oh yeah. is uh, that's that's a cool one to rep. Like the grip mm. guys, and like, it seems cool for him too, because like you wouldn't expect him to just be like, oh, I'm like I have a new grip sponsor, but like that's tight. Definitely, he just got hooked up by ODI. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, cool. Good for him. I didn't know that. Yeah. They got to be planning a signature grip. They must be. Mm. Did you see the Chad Cruiser with currency? I did, bro. That's so sick. That man. was cool. Yeah, that is tight. That's the kind of thing that like needs to get more love. I feel like in BMX. Mm-hmm. Did you see Nigel's uh, commercial, like the the smart water commercial that he was in and all that? And like his yeah. new shoe that he just dropped with Jordan. I yeah, that's see that. crazy. Bro, that is fucking crazy. That is like, mm. that's legit. That's how you get BMX to the next level and get more money into it. Like he posted mm. that picture. I don't remember the basketball player, but he's like gifting the basketball player's shoes on the court. Right. And Dude. like he's getting love from all these big names. Like mm. just... He's le- like he's a legit dude now, and like that's bro. Like he's just a famous guy. Now. He's just a famous guy, <laughs> but he's crazy. still, but he's still like, he's still dialed on his bike. His bike looks good. You know what I mean? When he's riding, it looks proper. Mm-hmm. His clips are still like, you know, clean yeah. hop whips. Like it's, he went that direction with it, but kept it to where it's still like if you're a BMX rider, it's like damn yeah, he's still killing it. Oh yeah, I wish more like. I don't know if people hate on him. There's probably some people who do, but I wish more people kind of backed him mm. because more people need to follow his lead and take that direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chad does. I th- anyone with like an agent now is probably doing that. Dudes like Billy Perry. I think Dennis probably does it to some extent too. Because mm-hmm. um, guys, I feel like for a long time, guys were probably scared to go that way because then you just get vibed out by the the rest of the bmx community mm. <laughs> core fbm e- dudes <laughs> well, i mean yeah just guys who yeah they'll just kind of say that you sold out or whatever but not dudes from fbm but dudes <laughs> yeah. who ride fbms <laughs> click turn down guys yeah <laughs> um yeah that's kind of the core audience in bmx but the part the thing is it's like rising tides raise all ships right it's like if those guys go out there and make money and get more 
people into BMX and make BMX kind of a popular mainstream sport, you, the core guy, are going to benefit from it down the line because your company's going to be able to pay you more or, you know, there's going to be more opportunities for like trips or whatever the stuff you like to do. So everyone wins. It's weird, man. BMX has this kind of way to shoot itself in the foot. Um, it's happened over and over and over a again. A stigma but. to uh, like the quote unquote selling out. Well, yeah. And maybe. it's like, what do you mean selling out? You, want, you mean making a decent living and wanting to have yeah. a, like you want to be able to bu- ride bikes for a living. You can be core and do that if you're at like Dennis's level or Garrett's level and you're just so good that you dominate. But for the other 95% of riders who want to do that, you need to be more creative. You need to come up with ways to make money outside Mm. of it. Yeah, Yeah. and he's definitely like, it's like the people that do their own thing to the fullest. He's taken his own life his own upbringing his own thing and kind of like he's really like honed into that you know like all the people he grew up with in new york all the you know like people that maybe are in the nfl now but he just went to high school with them yeah all his connections however yeah however he got connected to so many people like he's it's it's one thing to know those people it's another thing to kind of find a way to make it like make a business out of it, I guess. You have to have a certain personality. You know, yeah, he's outgoing. Yeah. He's obviously like he's kind of good at networking, super social. Mm-hmm. But you need dudes like not everyone is like that, obviously. So it's not going to not everyone mm-hmm. can follow in his footsteps. But guys like him, guys like Billy Perry, for for example, like that dude is getting BMW to repost his stuff. Billy? Him doing like a hot bar beside like the new M2s. Bro, bear, like they're not sharing even skateboarding guys in yeah. that position. Like the and you know his brand like volume is plastered on his frame, and they're getting shine from that. It's mm. merits getting shine. Awesome. Merits it's getting crazy. shine. It's like that's great, bro. That's what we need. But yeah, I'm sure there a lot of people are hyped on it, and they should be. But there are I know there are a lot of people being like, whatever this guy's a clown, but that's not what it is. Like he's. He's crushing it. Dude, if BMW is reposting BMX, that's like millions of people who yeah. are like, yeah. damn, this looks pretty cool. Maybe, you know, it's cliche. It was like, maybe I want to get into that. <laughs> that's like my heart in a post. Like everything it's I love, up. just like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's for me. Yeah, <laughs> literally, exactly, bro. Exactly. I saw that and I was like, that is the coolest fucking thing ever. Yeah. But I was thinking about that earlier today. Like I was thinking about how BMX is simultaneously like the most hardcore and like, gritty grimy thing but it's also on the other side like the most like accepting and like like bmx is a really like supportive accepting community if you break it down yeah like if you're out in a session like it doesn't matter what you're doing like everybody's pumped on everybody's progression depending on like where they're at and like you know there's not really like it's, it's it's a very accepting sport for like anybody i feel like but at the same time like there's still those dudes who are like, oh, he's selling out this and that. But it's like, it's such a weird, like, like two sides of the same coin thing. It is. That's a good point. Like, eh? it's just like, we can accept the fact that we want to be like welcoming and supportive of people. But then on the same token, like certain people we look at, we're like, no, nah, not that, not that person. Though. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, what, what do those people do to like fuck up that bad or like whatever, you know? But it's not a fuck up. It's just like a weird perception of people who are doing 
something more than just like straight fucking grinding handrails or jumping trails. Yeah, just the most hardcore mm-hmm. thing. That it's like it's like they did something that just there's something that about like like watching an earlier Nigel video. There was something he did in that that just like lit a fire in people like mm. rub people the wrong way yeah, yeah like the people that like hate on it it's like there was something about that video that well it's like they look at the skill like the the level of the riding or something and they just they can't give them the benefit of the doubt like yeah. they can't let them you know what like that's cool that he's getting these opportunities they're just like this riding is like mm not a hot, like this is ridiculous this huge corporate company is sponsoring riding at this level mm-hmm. but it's like what about the level of videography the level of like the storyline that they created for the video and there's so many more things than just the level like the skill level on the 100%. bike and it's still good skill level like mm-hmm. it's being co- it's like easily relatable for people who aren't core bmx riders like if you showed someone like a Garrett video or like the Johnny Rakes video, like it's so crazy and technical. Like most people would just be like, "Oh, cool, he's doing." They wouldn't flipping. know the difference you know? between that and yeah. a hot whip. They'd be like, "Oh, that's a bike trick." Yeah, cool, exactly. Bike. Like you mm-hmm. have to be like a really, like you have to be really into BMX to like take note of those things and like mm-hmm. just seeing a dude like do like fucking rips down the street and like weaving in and out of traffic and shit and like a little trick here and there is like mm-hmm. it's cool because it gives you like a vibe of like everybody's cruised on their bike like through the city or whatever you know like everybody can relate to that i think what you were saying about <laughs> something at the beginning that rubbed people the wrong way bmx is very much about you kind of let your riding do the talking it's not really cool to seek attention it's not really cool yeah. to to draw attention to yourself it's like if you're good and you do cool shit you'll get the credit you deserve but don't go around you know looking for attention and i think that stuff that Nigel does and stuff, it gets misinterpreted as an attention seeking thing, but it's just him taking his skills and trying to monetize them. It's not about bragging or anything like that. You know, at the end of the day, that's what every pro rider that makes a video is trying to do is just trying to monetize, <laughs> yeah, realistically. monetize what they're doing. But in his instance, for whatever reason, because it's at a different scale or because it's with a commercial or something, they, they assume that he, I mean, that's why I, that's, I, I think an, a good example would be Austin Augie. Like he got clowned a lot. And I think it was beca- mainly because people assumed that he was just trying to get attention or something. But um, he was another one that like, I know people outside of BMX that were like, oh, I was watching this Austin Augie vlog and it was their first time kind of hearing about BMX or whatever. They probably learned about his sponsors from that. So there's room for every type of thing. And I just use, I just look at skateboarding as a good kind of blueprint for how BMX could operate. I mean, skateboarding is so huge and has so many different branches. There's core companies that, you know, only release like VX videos and they're in it just for the passion and the riders are making just enough money to make it by. And then there are companies like DC or, or, you know, there's like the, the street league branch of skateboarding, which rider, you know, skaters are making $500,000 per event. It's like, they can coexist. I, I mean, th- they don't need to be friends or whatever, but they all kind of benefit from the same result, the same ecosystem, which is just everyone knows what skateboarding is. And if you go into a mall, a kid who doesn't skateboard can buy a skater's pro shoe. And, and that's the exposure that keeps skating alive and, 
and functional and lucrative for a lot of pro skateboarders. Mm -hmm. BMX doesn't have that, dude. You go into a mall, you might find, thanks to Vans, a DAC shoe, but you're not going to find a Nathan shoe, Etnies shoe probably. Unfortunately, you're probably not going to see... Um, a single t-shirt. A t- like, exactly. There's no fucking way you're finding Exactly. A like, uh, or a Jordan Godwin shoe. You know, these, these things... But you're going to see like a Janowski Nike, like that's going to sell millions. Yeah, exactly. So Mm. BMX just needs to get out of its own way and just let let itself grow to that point. Because we all know BMX is sick, man. Like, yeah, okay, it's a bit more expensive to get into off the hop than skating. But it's sick. People are interested in it. As Nigel has shown, like the whole world is interested in it. So it's like, just get out of your own way. Let these dudes do their thing. And there's always going to be guys like Garrett who are just core guys that BMX is going to love. You don't have to worry about that, but let the, let the guys who want to go make deals with BMW and they want to make deals with smart water and, and air Jordan, like bro, Nigel has a signature Jordan one. (laughs) That is crazy. That is insane. What's the like process to select who like, who, who even has one of those? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) What the, that's what I'm saying. No one has that. Like, I think Paul Rodriguez had a, a Jordan, like a shoe collab with Jordan at one point, but, mm. and that's skateboarding though. The fact that Nigel, he's like light years ahead of where BMX is right now. He's thinking so far mm. in the future. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think that's so sick, man. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm rambling, but yeah. That's no, it's basically. true. It's wild to see like someone, like someone who you could have potentially like hung out with a few years ago is like, is now like a major, like even same thing with like, like Harrison Boyce. Yeah. He's a huge fucking deal too now. And like he, I know he works with Nigel a lot on like the Go videos and shit, but yeah. like, like I went on a trip with Harrison like 10, 12 years ago and like just chilled. And now he's like a fucking huge deal. And it's crazy to like, it's cool to see um, like people in the very, like the circle kind of branch out and like become really successful and like use what they learned within BMX in, you know, fashion or like whatever else they're going right. into. Like, right. it, yeah, it's it, like, I think it's sick. And I, I totally agree with you on like, let people just kind of like, just support them, dude. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your thing. That's fine. If you, whatever, like if you rather just be in the streets with your VX and just filming and just posting what, like, that's cool, man. BMX needs that too, but mm-hmm. don't, you got to let people do what they do. Um, yeah. There's so many different style. Like uh, also there's like in BMX, the Olympic side, well, where there's yeah. people who are really trying to make it serious and corporate and mm-hmm. really trying to be professionals as far as like sponsorships and bringing companies in. Yep. But it's a whole different, there's just so, there's so many different avenues. The The avenue that Nigel's on is like his own road. He like made no, it. He, he paved that road himself. hundred percent. And, and it's also like a private road. Like there's a private gate. Yeah, like to yeah. get in, get to drive on that road, and like nobody knows the code. No, you know, like <laughs> it's straight and, up. And people are like trying to figure out, like, what's that code, man? Like, you got to be cool, like Nigel, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. Too, he's too cool. Like, no one's cool enough for that code. <laughs> so it's I mean, be a crazy life. Like, but it's, Chad's kind of on that trajectory. I mean, oh, with 100%. the with the cruiser, just like getting a, is it a currency collaboration? Like a jet he's life sponsored by Jet Life. Bro, he gets, like he's been getting hooked up for a few years, I think. Thank God we have a cool representative for BMX like Chad Curley mm. to, to even make that connection. You know mm. what I mean? Like we yeah. need that. Not everyone 
is cool enough to even make that happen. You know, I it's just, really cool. And it's also crazy because I think Chad's also looking at Nigel saying, I don't know how the fuck he's doing all this shit. Dude, like, people, yeah, no doubt. he's as confused as we are or like mind blown, you yeah. know, astonished. It's Chad's a sneakerhead too. So he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> he's, probably, sure. he's probably got more information than we do, but oh, no he, I think he's still just like, wow. Like, mm. you know, but that, that makes me optimistic about the future of BMX. It's like we have these dudes who are going in that direction. And I mean, if Chad's looking up to Nigel, I mean, if you want to talk about letting the skill do the talking, if you're going to criticize anyone, well, you can't really criticize Chad. I yeah. mean, Chad is as good as you could want to be. So, mm-hmm. um, and he's still going in that direction of trying to bring it more to the mainstream and, and make all these connections with famous people. Like, that's so sick, man. We're lucky to have yeah. someone like that. Just as lucky as to talk about Garrett, to have someone as good as Garrett, who's as humble and a, mm-hmm. also a good representative for the sport too. Yeah, it's a cool avenue to take it down. And also so many people in all these different fame industries, they're it, they're the same as us. It's like they're all creatives. They all have mm-hmm. like an art form that they love to do yeah. and that they've pursued and taken and I feel like a lot of people who have gotten to like the highest level, those are the people that actually have respect for all art forms. Yes. It's it's like the people who are hating on Nigel, they're not they're not like the the people at the top of the art forms. Like yeah. those people can appreciate him, I would think, right? Like I think you're right. It's hard to get to that level if like you can't appreciate what he's doing. Yeah, you can recognize like, the work that he's put into getting it. where he wants to be. Yeah, like anyone at a high level of anything can like. I feel like they can appreciate like seeing hard work or the you know the results of hard work and like they can respect that. Right, because they probably had to do it too. Like I'm sure he busts yeah. his ass like crazy to like do what oh, he does. Of course, like it's got to be fucking hard work. Even the con, just the concepts of like. There was that, I love that we're going into Nigel heavy, (laughs) but like that one concept, I think he like jumped out of the Mercedes while it was like moving, like got on his bike. Oh, in one of the Go videos? Yeah. Yeah, And then like hop back in like, or whatever he did, like, it's just, that seems like a simple concept where people would say like, oh, I could do that. Mm. But to have like the highest level, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) his idea. You didn't do it. Uh, Yeah, period. (laughs) But like, yeah, like... You know the concept, the the vehicle, this like the opportunity with yeah. Mercedes, a filmer, videographer who like took in the concept or worked on it together. They made it happen. They were mm-hmm. what a New York street. They had to get the street the right street. The movie like, set. There's a lot of p- a lot of things that go into that. Yeah, like it's in crazy. communicating that with the sponsor, like whatever. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. So convincing crews. Like entire yeah. movie crews that like do that shit, it's crazy, right? To just look at it, and be like, oh, he just did a hop whip, jumped in his car. It's like, no, it's like, bro, you like, so don't lot get it. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's oh man, next level shit. Even Billy, you know, like he films all these GoPro videos and stuff like that. The amount of work, like, oh, whatever, he just mm. has a GoPro cruise around. It's like, no, the amount <laughs> oh of work God. that that dude puts into these videos, editing, planning them out. Um, that's that doesn't just happen by accident like that's you just logging all that footage that's like, just oh it my dude God. planning sorting stuff through out. that shit dude that's fucking crazy i just I don't, I don't know if you guys saw but i posted that clip of uh like me just uh, yeah, riding yeah, my yeah, bike in the neighborhood like, yeah <laughs> that was three days in the making 
Three really? days. So yeah, because I Crazy. do. I go on like I take him on a. I take Barley on like a walk every day, like on the bike. I just mm-hmm. take him on the mountain bike. Mm-hmm. But like, Sick. so the first day, like, camera was fucked. Like, got home after filming, like, camera was fucked. Day two, same thing. It was in like fast forward mode or something. Oh my god! And then like yesterday, like third day trying, I nailed it. Like I Fuck figured yeah. out like how to put the camera in the right angle to like, capture it right. Right. Yeah. But, like, just that little clip, like, that took quite a bit of camera time, editing time, and, yeah, to, to be doing that every day, like, Jeez. making a full vlog, it's really impressive. Yeah. It's I kinda, more than a full-time job. Totally. Like, way more work. I, I have a theory that having a YouTube channel is going to become a necessity for all professional bike riders, at least. I don't know if all athletes in, like, all avenues will like need it but mm. i feel like in bmx like it's almost like a necessity to have a vlog or to mm. have some sort of youtube channel you know it's such an important you mean in terms of fulfilling your responsibilities as a pro rider or in terms of earning income or both both yeah i think that just like Scary. how they expect instagram right it's gonna be it i mean it already is slowly going that way like anyone and i don't know about you guys but the more, as time goes on, I spend less time on BMX websites and more time just on YouTube. Yeah, 100%. For sure. 100%. So, yeah, it's... That's good insight, actually, yeah. I've been really... That's, like, one of the motivators of this podcast, too, is just trying to get onto YouTube. Right, yeah. As much as I would love to do a vlog, I don't know if I'm ready, like, to have a camera out all day. That's the thing, too, is, like, I feel like... Obviously, there's, a, like, there's like a use for it, and, like, there's certain people who are set up to do that but like i would i would have such a hard time like just having to make sure i'm getting everything and being stressed i mean we're stressed out enough about getting just regular clips yeah like having to get like twice the amount of like good lifestyle clips and then thinking of like a song and like all this crazy shit you also have to be and maybe it's a learn a learned skill but you have to be charismatic yes there are certain personality traits that translate well Mm-hmm. And some that, and I mean, not everyone is as interesting to watch. Yes. You know, there's guys who do a really good job at it and some guys who don't. So um, it's not for, for everyone. But yeah, I mean, in terms of every, every what you were saying, Mike, about every rider probably needing to have a YouTube channel in the future, that's, I think, a byproduct of, they're just not being enough money in the BMX industry for these pro riders to, to be able to just um, live off of the paychecks that they're getting from BMX. They need like income coming in from somewhere else. Mm. So you're probably right until BMX grows to a point where these guys are making a comfortable living and they, they can just focus on riding and whatever filming video parts contests <laughs> until they get to that point. Yeah. They're going to have to find different means Um but it's also good. It does just grow. You know, people become more aware of that particular rider and maybe non-BMXers. Hey, don't hit the mic. Barley, dude. bed. <laughs> Lay down. Bed. bed. Just, just has to straight sniff the mic. Yeah. <laughs> just bonk. <laughs> Fucking hammer hit. Oh, God. F- funny, I was actually, Varga and I were talking about, uh, like, contests and sponsorships and everything. And it's interesting because... Um, like, I feel like BMX is in a place where 
like there used to be like X Games used to be a higher prize purse. Yeah. There was Do Tour. There was a lot of events that had like good prize purses. Do Tour's gone. X Games lowered their purse. Oh now, really? Yeah. Now there's fees and like the prize money's garbage. It's like Monster Triple Challenge, like garbage money, like two really? grand for first or something. Really? Oh yeah, it's, travel. It's fucked. That's oh, it's crazy. Dudes in, are risking their lives yeah. for two grand. That one dude lost an eye last that's year. I, that was my <laughs> first. That's, that's first thing that came to mind. The high, the, the the biggest tricks in the sport are happening at that contest, and they're really? doing it for like two two grand to twenty five hundred bucks. But it's crazy because like, we, it's like all the pros need to almost like. Get together and be like, "Hey, like we're boycotting this. Form right. a you, union, like strike, yeah. basically. BMX right. union. <laughs> like it, it, like and fees. Like I don't know how much the winning prize is, but I'm pretty sure it's low. Mm-hmm. But like if they were like, "Hey, like we are not going to ride unless the prize money is this much. Right. But it's like we're. It's almost like we're in a place in BMX where people are so scared. Like I feel like BMX as a whole, we're scared that if we did that, they would be like, "All right, well." See you guys later. Peace out. Like, we mm. feel like we are not even worth, like, if we stand up for ourselves, we're not even worth that to, like, right. some of the, you know, like, the the people that run the sport or put on the events. And it could be true. It could not be. But at the end of the day, someone like, like a sport like skateboarding, in my, in my opinion, they would be like, well, fuck you then, and walk away, mm-hmm. right? They, and if someone... Like, they're core enough to have that self-respect for themselves to be like, fuck you guys, we don't need you. Where, like, BMX is kind of more in a boat where we're like, oh, yeah, Olympics, Olympics, yes, yes, please get us in the Olympics so that we can have, like, lots of opportunity because we're, like, skateboarding is kind of like, fuck the Olympics, we don't need it. We have plenty of other stuff that is, like, core where -hmm. we're not, like, selling out, like, I don't know. Like, outside of skateboarding things. Well, that's that's the difference is it boils down to BMX riders basically being desperate for for money or to to try to make some money off of what they do. Mm. Um, And it would be a very ballsy move to to get together and tell these tell these contests, hey, we're not going to participate until you raise the the money there. I don't want to assume that the organizers of these events are putting them on and organizing them and just profiting and undercutting a, the, the athletes. I don't, I honestly don't think that that's a possibility. I think that guys who are putting these events on for the most part are doing it because they care about the sport and they want to, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, I, just, I, mean, I just don't think that there's like these bags of cash to be made at these events that isn't being redistributed to the athletes. Maybe that's ignorance, but I, I just may, or I don't want to believe that, but BMX riders aren't going to, they're not going to step up and say no. Skateboarders, you're right, they could, but that's because their shoe sponsor is going to pay them their check this month regardless. Their mm-hmm. energy drink sponsor is going to pay them their check. You know, whatever their board royalties they're going to get. Like, they're not hurting, but there are a lot of top-level BMX athletes that are just scraping by. I mean, think maybe not, I don't know about in the park world as much, but think about some of the best street riders that we have in BMX that you know have jobs that they're carpenters or they like do their electricians or, and these dudes are working 
regular hours during the day, and then they just happen to be top-level athletes. Imagine if LeBron James was just like, <laughs> you know, yeah, like a plumber, Sad and then oh, when he had time, he was playing basketball. It's yeah. like it's like Hango. He's a that's, well, he's too. a perfect example. It's like that's that's crazy that in our sport, some of the best athletes need. <laughs> to make a living outside like they can't even pay the bills and they're the best yeah. of the best that that goes back to my earlier point about just pushing the sport pa- beyond what it's at right now guys like nigel and stuff like that but yeah. i think contests it's the same way i mean fees how much money is that contest generating for the organ organization you know if it's not super profitable they can't pay the guys more than two grand I kind of wish park riders were just like, yeah, this isn't wor- worth my time. But for whatever reason, they want to go and they do it. Point system as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't Is it because they create, like, yeah, they earn points to, is it to get to the Olympics or, or I to think qualify so. or whatever? And other contests, right, maybe yeah. gold level, like gold level So, I mean, events like, or it, what did Mike tell you kind of what his motivator, like, why does he go? Is his aspiration to get to the Olympics? Uh, I... Don't uh, we? I mean, I think he would like to. Yeah. But it sounds like it's pretty complex how the funding works with Canadian BMX in the Olympics. Right. Like basically, Canada doesn't fund anything for any BMX rider unless they're in the top three. If they get like top three at like the biggest event. Okay. So like it, it, it's if crazy. It does like I I don't really know, but basically it's. I think for Mike, he has like he has to pay a lot of his travel himself. Right. Yeah. Uh, so just like the qualifier for the Olympics was in like Saudi Arabia. Jesus Christ! So and he had to just pay his own way there. He would have had to pay for the whole trip, bro. Which is uh, uh, probably a lot of money. Dude, that yeah. flight would be unreal. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I think that had something to do with it. Yeah. Um. Pretty crazy though. Like Mike Varga goes under the radar because Big. he's doing it bigger than any Canadian BMXer ever like I'm not maybe not ever but yeah like by far like he's like he he just got three gold medals in a row unbelievable and at X Games and like he doesn't have a bike sponsor he gets paid by like monster um like he should have a signature complete already he doesn't have a travel budget that's like but okay that is mind-blowing yeah Yeah, that is like he will for sure produce if you send mm-hmm. him to a contest like he's doing crazy ass shit like he, why wouldn't you pay for that he needs to hire an agent yes yeah think of the we've all had opportunities to do commercials and stuff because of biking mm-hmm. we can't do flare whips like uh, uh, imagine <laughs> That's how for sure imagine how or maybe mike can i don't know but imagine <laughs> how easy it would be for him to book these gigs you do crazy sh- shit. Just show them a quick reel of, oh, yeah, this is me at X Games last year. You know, like, yeah, right. use some of the tools that Nigel uses, networking and stuff like that, and then back it with your incredible skills. Dude, right. no problem. You'll get... You have to be creative like it, that. I think where he's unique is that he's in the Canadian BMX world. Mm-hmm. So he's suffering the consequences of being Canadian. The Canadian oh, that's shadow. Just, right? It's yeah. like a whole shadow over the country. Right. <laughs> like eight months of the year. It's so just depressing. Like, like, there's no BMX content. <laughs> like most countries, if you had a gold medalist, they Dude. would the country would be backing the shit out of you. Yeah. Right? Like 100%. they would be like, 
and companies in that country would want to back you like like rim for example like right yeah yes he won the world cup but like before that even you know like just if someone does well from like certain countries like mm. the country really backs them yeah i feel like canada needs to do that more yeah, definitely. Maybe in BMX. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hopefully it'll start happening soon with, like, it being in the Olympics and people starting to actually, like, pay attention a bit more. The, th- the thing about Mike, too, is that he could podium oh, at the Olympics. Oh, dude. Without question. Like, he, he's he's the only Canadian rider, in my opinion, that's capable 100%. of doing that. Like, yeah. he's, he's, like, very special when it comes to riding contests, mm-hmm. performing under pressure. It's one of those guys that makes it look super easy. Yeah, but it's he's so dialed, so consistent. And I mean, if yeah. you're winning X Games gold, like that is the pinnacle of the sport already. Like who who's going to come to the Olympics that isn't at X Games? You know what I mean? Like there's not just going to be this random person who you're like, oh, fuck, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like he's going to be there and like Mike hangs with those dudes already. Like he like he's doing fucking 1260s. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just yeah it's crazy no You're one's done that since i don't think either no that's like, the one and only one that's been really done. he did that yeah what he crazy. did that that's so that's so crazy that, that clip is. is insane like he's spinning so fucking fast it's so cool so cool yeah like i never ever thought that would be possible on a bike and he like a dude that we know did it like that's the yeah. coolest fucking thing Shout out, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. youngin, joyride, local. Dude, I remember little 14-year-old Mike on, like, a white DK with, like, white gloves just doing bar spins over everything. And, like, mm-hmm. man, to see him, like, come so far, like, it's just it's so cool to see. In that world, though, like, he, he needs to put together some sort of, it's cheesy, but he mm. needs to do it. Put together Resumes. some sort of resume, some mm. sort of plan of action that you can show companies mm-hmm. and show here's what you're getting for your money. Because at that point, it's a product. It's you, You're trying to sell a product. And mm-hmm. I know he deserves it. We all know he deserves it. But like you have to go get that stuff yourself. Yeah. He needs um, someone to do it. Like he need, like you said, an agent. Like he, he needs, needs an agent, someone who will like handle all that administrative crap. And it's yeah, the it's perfect fr- guy for an agent. <laughs> it's frustrating because we all know that it's like no, he shouldn't need it. People should be knocking on his door wanting to sponsor him, but that's yeah. just not how it works. It's that's just that's the difference between hockey and BMX. Is like hockey, fuck. for example, if you're really good scholarships scouts. People, yeah you're yeah. scouted scouts. from fucking high school Pe- pretty much people see you and they th- like there's businessmen who see you and think dollar signs of course mm-hmm. so like they're gonna walk you through that process you're to, a racehorse yeah exactly <laughs> like you're but, just like they're just yeah which is sweet because mm-hmm. they just get to play hockey probably get burnt out but still like they get to do what they love and make a lot of money for it yeah for exactly it. But them. that's but the difference between how big of an industry hockey is compared to right. BMX. You know, it, everyone, that scout is benefiting off that talented kid. Like, mm-hmm. everyone, mm-hmm. the companies are benefiting. Someone who scouts out Mike, they're not really going to make any, they're not making any money. off. There's no incentive, um, unfortunately, unless it's just goodwill. Which well, here's another weird aspect, though, is it's like, here's a guy who's gotten maybe more gold medals than some other guy who's, who has a energy drink contract that's two or three times the amount. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, that's an, another interesting factor to it. It's like you can do better than other people, but if you're from a certain country, Doesn't you matter. get less money. Like, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Like even like 
dudes getting hooked up here and then like companies not really being into flying them places for even just like regular trips, not even like outside of BMX stuff. Yeah. Like in Canada, it's like, eh, the flight's like an extra $300. Like, sorry, we can't send you on this trip. And it's like, that's what we deal with mm -hmm. every day. Like there's always just those weird calls and you're like, oh, like if I was two hours south, like it wouldn't be a problem. But yeah. because we're up right. here, it's like, it's a big issue. I don't know. I don't know why it's, it's frustrating, but I mean, that's that that uh, you just kind of brought up a layered topic. And I feel like one layer to that is the distribution side of things. Mm. Just the fact that like like in Canada or other countries than the U.S., those countries that are based or those uh, companies that are based in the U.S., those BMX brands, they sponsor people direct in the u.s right but then in those foreign countries where they have distributors selling their products for them they expect those distributors to be doing the sponsoring and they're not really doing as much sponsoring right. some of them are shout out ogc <laughs> yeah. i'm like this ogc is got words ogc is doing the most in canadian bmx yeah, from 100 from any distributor so mm -hmm. shout out to them because that's that's huge, yeah. right? Like any Canadian BMX company that's doing anything, there's not many. So mm, there was a big void for a while and they stepped in, mm. which is good. Yeah, it's a tough thing to do. I mean, it's there's only a certain amount of funding available. You know, you ha it has to make sense. There has to be, it has to be strategic. I As much as I'd love to hook up, so there, I mean, there's so many people I just want to be able to hook up and that's just that's not how it works it comes down to it has to be a smart financial decision mm -hmm. um, that's be an roi and uh yeah at the end of the day it's it's tough to justify sometimes um when you could be investing that money into other things but you know yeah supporting of like hooking up contests you know getting prizing for stuff like all that stuff goes such a long way but yeah i don't know it's tough i don't i don't want to get into that too much <laughs> <laughs> obviously it doesn't help that like winter here is so brutal well yeah that's like i mean it. like for sure there's more bmxers in socal than there is in all of canada and like all those bmxers are riding all year round whereas we are riding for four or five months maybe the, well, like, exactly it's like just it i mean of course and there's you know 100 percent more pe people in the states so it's like you know obviously they're going to be doing shit different but yeah it is it is frustrating that there's like this weird wall along the border and like whenever BMX is involved, it's just like, eh, maybe not the Canadian guy. I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying this about anyone specifically. I'm just like, from <laughs> me, like being at shop and just like seeing Chickawan in the industry, like nothing from like personal experience. Well, honestly, with a lot of, you have to be in people's faces. I feel like almost aggressively yeah. for them to remember. Oh yeah. Chijo. Like, you know, dudes. Mm. Think of the dudes who are killing it the most right now. Like Casey, for example. I mean, mm. that dude is posting crazy clips every single day. It's like, that's literally what it takes for mm. people. And all of his sponsors, when if they're planning a trip or something, first guy that comes to mind, Casey. And that's mm. just because they, two minutes ago, they saw an Instagram clip. It's tough. You have to be, I mean, in Canada, I guess you can post all the time, but you're right. There is that barrier with the, with the, the border, but. 
Yeah, you have to just be so relentless, man. People aren't, nothing gets, true. nothing gets handed to you. And that's the same thing with Mike that we were just talking about. It's like, you have to be in people's faces and that's uncomfortable, man. It and is. like, not everyone wants to do that. And I empathize with that. I don't want to go around asking people for sponsorships and stuff. It's kind of gross, but mm. in some situations, <laughs> that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, it's tough. I mean, at the end of the day, it is technically a job. And like, how often do you get, do people come to you and offer you like regular jobs? You know what I mean? Well, mm. exactly. Like you'd have to be very, very good at something yeah. for someone to come up to you and like, hey, you good at robotics or something? Yeah. Just like, Here you go. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately, I just want BMX to get bigger so that none of this is a factor anymore. Everyone gets the piece that they earned. I mean, mm. people put in so much time and this, I feel like this is something that you notice. Like people put their whole lives into BMX, and at a certain point, they go, "Man, when am I gonna get a return on this? When am I gonna get the credit I deserve for this?" And it almost, ne- it just kind of never comes because it, it just doesn't exist. You know, it's like they they mm-hmm. expect something and they deserve something, but it's just not there. The you know the money really is what I'm talking about. The money's not there, so they never they never get it, and that's so frustrating, man. But that's yeah. that's the difference with hockey. You're using hockey as, as an example. It's like a kid starts at now. You have to be like you start hockey at two years old, pretty much. <laughs> and then by the time you're 17 or 18, if you didn't get scooped up, it's probably too late. It's like mm-hmm. they put in all that work, and then there's a payoff, like a legit payoff, millions and millions of dollars. Dudes are putting the same amount of work into BMX, and then by at the end, they're like. Well, I guess I'll go learn a trade or something, you yeah, know, and that's my just fucked up. Body. Yeah. With my blown <laughs> out knees. It's like, yeah, I mean, you, that's the thing, man. If you ride BMX, it's, it's gotta be, it's just passion. Um, because there are opportunities out there, but they're few and far between. You better live in SoCal. Otherwise there's not like, well, and, and you could dedicate your entire life to it, to try and get somewhere to try and get to a place that you're, you want to get to with you know opportunity and money but there's a chance for the majority of people even if they try as hard as they can mm-hmm. they're not going to get there yeah and that's just a tough reality yeah but like that's what it at the highest level like you're talking about the best riders in the world yeah you know it's like you're you're competing against not only the highest skill but the highest natural talent yeah. and passion. It's mm-hmm, like all yeah. the people at the top of like BMX. It's like, they're all like the people that love it the most. Cause they've been doing it forever, mm-hmm. but they also are super talented and obviously insanely skilled because they've been doing it for their whole lives and original. Yeah. Bro. They're like all the guys who, ha- who are like, you know, like staple names. It's like, they're original. Like they're doing, they're bringing something that, like their own thing into it. Yeah. And like, that's how they like, it's just like a musician, like right, making yeah. your own style of music and, you know, finding your little spot in the industry. Definitely. Yeah, man. That's such a good point. eh? to make it to the pinnacle because it's because the pie is so small to get into that conversation. The mix of, like you said, natural talent, passion, drive. You can't like, it's got to be the perfect combination. Otherwise you're not like, you're just not going to be cut out. But I think as the sport grows and as more money gets introduced, then it opens up. There's more room in that, in that, 
you know, at the table for guys who they're not just trick machines or they're not the best of the best, but they're mm-hmm. sick. You know, they have good style. People yeah, they're really, tastemakers. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. and those guys can make a make a piece too. And and you know, you see that in skateboarding. I mean, there are the Nijas and the like the best of the best, but then there are a lot of guys who are just, oh yeah, he can he's got like a really he's super good at this particular trick and mm-hmm. and they make a decent living. And that's where I hope BMX gets to because there's a lot of dudes that deserve it, man. And it's just frustrating. Seeing them just hustle and just not get anything out of it, it's kind of kind of a bummer. But mm-hmm. it's what it is. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, but I don't want this to come back on me. But like you know, like a lot, it's always bugged me, and I've never really talked about it before. But like a lot of you ever hear when like conversations like this come up, and like the older dudes are like, "BMX doesn't owe you shit." Like yeah, that mentality. Yeah, it's like yeah, I get it, but at the same time, like I feel like. Not, not that it owes you something, but, like, why wouldn't we all kind of work towards not getting, yeah, maybe getting a piece of Making it, you know it work. Mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, we all love it. We all, like, want to live, breathe, and sleep it. Like, why wouldn't we try and turn it into something lucrative and, That you, you know? can make a living yeah. off of. That's my whole thing this whole time. It's, like, mm. we want to be able to do this as a living. We this is our passion. It's mm. not possible right now because it's just too small. There's not enough money. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it boils down to. And I, I don't think what you said is wrong. Like, yeah. Okay. BMX doesn't owe you anything. Fair enough. You yeah, do it cool. for the passion that, but can we make it to where it's, it's possible for, for a pro rider to, for that to be a career path? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want to be, if you dedicate your life to to music, it, it's like, yeah, music doesn't owe you anything, but it's possible yeah. to to be a musician and make a good living and do that as a career. It's frustrating for BMX riders who have put in all the work and then they get to a point and it's like, there's still no return. Where's my return? Yeah. Um, I think that's what you mean. Yeah, And exactly. I don't think that that's a, a wrong sentiment because people have literally put their body through the ringer, their lives, pre- current presence uh, included. Yeah, and, um, and at a certain point you go, yeah, man, I'd like something. And you know, we're like, that's how everything works. Yeah. Yes. That's, like, how, imagine, that's how university works. Yeah. Like, can you exactly talking to a basketball player? Like we were saying, like a oh, basketball doesn't know you shit. Like, all right, well fuck me then. I guess yeah, I'll just right. like quit the school that I went to for basketball, like to play on their team and shit. Like I, I'll just give up all my dreams. Like it's just, it just seems like, such a it's a it's such a, a dumb nasty answer thing to say it's this oversimplified answer it's yeah. a, and it's a always coming from the top down too well yeah and that's it's well it's hard too because i'm picturing like someone who put their life into it but just wasn't good enough yeah there's so that like, for sure those guys are probably like feeling like like basketball owes them something because they, but they're just not good enough. Yeah. And that's, maybe they're just complaining. Maybe they didn't even work that hard and maybe that's why they don't. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Like. But, but regardless of that, <laughs> even, even if you like, you're right, that is a possibility, but there are in BMX so many dudes who should have made it that can't. And that is a mm. byproduct of, of the system right. just not mm. working. Um, in, in basketball, it's just, I mean, everyone grows up playing basketball and there are only so many players on an NBA team. So 
yeah, you better be the best of the best. And, and that's a harsh reality that a lot of people face as they get older and they like, yeah, okay, I'm just not, mm-hmm. I've played this for t- 10 years. I'm just not good enough. That's, that is what it is. But in BMX, it just doesn't happen at all. There is no NBA or if there is, yeah. there's one team and there's 10 guys on it yeah. <laughs> and you better be all the combinations of things you were talking about to make it on the team. Otherwise you're, you're not even on like a, like a, a B league. I don't even know what it's called, but like, you're not even playing on like a, a house league and yeah. making a bit of money. You're just like not even in the picture at all. No, just you're either, pure love. You're just either doing on, it for love. that's it. Right. And it's, and there are guys who, who do that and that's like that's the best of the best but it's like yeah you're either on this 10 player nba team or you just got to go get a job and and deal with it and yeah and that's, that's two extremes that i don't want to live with i want bmx to be at a point where it's like no yeah. there's the nba that's cool there's like whatever the secondary league that yeah. people can make a decent like living they make good money off like b leagues and like mm. european leagues and like that's what i'm saying it's crazy hockey has yeah. that in europe like yeah. I, ohl I, does pretty good don't they uh, yeah do, yeah do those yeah. dudes work uh, I, I feel know. like they don't. I don't know. I'm the best. The best players probably don't. But that's one thing that's cool about YouTube is like you don't have to go out and look for a corporate sponsor right. to, or yeah. a Straight sponsor up. to get you money. It's like if you work hard at it, you can generate like mm-hmm. your own. Like you can pave your own like lane of making money out right. of it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like mean, provided you're watchable, because you yeah, know, there could be. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's millions of channels out there that people put their heart and soul into. And like, like Joel said, they're just not charismatic and right. it's like going to a lecture or something. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, unfortunately, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just, well, it's crazy. Like, the, like I watch a lot of snowmobile, like there's specifically like one or two people that do snowmobile vlogs that I watch. Mm-hmm. One of them, Muskoka free rider. He's like the biggest vlogger, oh, snowmobiler. He's from Ontario too. Oh, we watched one, right? Like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, always yeah, okay. on here. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he's always on here. But like, it's funny because in a, in a snowmobile vlog, most of it is just GoPro footage. Right. It's like you're watching a sled from like someone's POV. And so like a lot of it is basically the same. Like yeah. at, mm. for like pro level snowmobiling, it's like they're all kind of doing the same thing. Right. The only thing that's different is like, the filming quality and like how they're talking, like what they're mm. saying, how charismatic they are. And of like, course. It, it's funny because the one guy, Muskoka Freerider, it's like, he knows how to like get you into it. Like you're watching it. He's talking to you and he makes, he brings you on this adventure mm-hmm. it's and a then storyteller. Totally. Mm-hmm. And, and also incredible film, like filming, like his, right, yeah. his videography is like amazing. So it's like, mm-hmm. you really can get a feel for like where he is or what he's doing and like the blend of all that like really makes you want to watch him and mm-hmm. then you watch someone else it's kind of like boring compared even if their riding's a little better right that goes that pr- even goes beyond the point where we were saying there should be room for even if you're not the best of the best there should be room at the table for someone who's pretty good but maybe they have a different skill like they're they're good mm. at talking to the camera and they can kind of draw people in mm-hmm. um videography yeah yeah, yeah that's part of, that's part of it too for sure mm. so yeah there's a lot of areas like i mentioned palace earlier like website building yeah i mean yeah that too like i mean everybody needs a website so it's nice <laughs> to be able to like build bmx websites and shit but um yeah like the the, the, the shit that palace is doing like for fashion now like they are a legitimate fashion brand now and it's like super cool because like i've always thought it would be sick like whenever um 
like animal when was it like fuck like 12 13 years ago now like they did that one cut and sew line and i was oh, like yeah this is fucking sick like this is what i want more bmx companies to do and like obviously it's not easy to no. like design and produce your own clothes like they had like jackets and like yeah i remember those sweater all that crazy shit but i was like this is where i want bmx like this is really cool and then there's like like in skateboarding there's dudes who are just like they're fashion bloggers pretty much but they skate and like they just have really sick fits and like they do like some cool tricks here and there but like they're kind of like on the culture side of things and like still like they're getting their piece there and it's like there's all that space in BMX and like, we just need to capitalize on it. And I guess there's people like, what am I saying? Billy's doing it with his clothing, like very specific pieces, Mm -hmm. you know? And I love that shit. Cause then it's just like, it's just like, you look fly as hell. And like, you know, that person knows about BMX or whatever, you know, like if you see like a sick pair of like OG, like low techs or something. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, you're like, yo, those are cool. Yeah. Or they just like those signature pieces. Like I wish BMX had more like really recognizable signature pieces. Yeah. Like the Thrasher sweater and shit like that. Like that normal people would just like, right. You know, like just kind of cool st- stuff like that. The crossover. That's yeah, what they yeah. need. They need crossover stuff that is appealing. Cause yeah, that animal stuff was sick, but I bet you that 90% of it went into bike shops. Oh, hundred percent. We had some at core. Right. And I bought most of it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. <laughs> All and the then, bike shop dudes bought it. That's exactly yeah. right. So so it's like, yeah, it was sick. They were able to sell some to the core BMXers who knew what was up, but it's not, you know, to, to it's push a hard it. sell. Oh, man. it's tough. Man. Like you walk into it's a BMX tough. shop and you ask someone to buy a three hundred dollar jacket, right? Like, right, like a tweed jacket. Like, no, yeah. I'm not gonna fucking buy. That. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I feel like mountain biking, for example, like the way they've done it is mm. like they've they've done it like according to like what they need and like they have such specific needs for their like apparel yeah that they've like stuff is so oh my god like the the stuff that they do for Mm -hmm. like apparel is like so next level but like it's like motocross where it's like you need like a specific type of like breathable jersey right as like a shirt or like a base layer like they're performance based yeah like Mm. everything really does like work better than Mm -hmm. like normal clothing like there's but then it's also like fashionable. It's like you look like a real mountain biker if you have like, you know, like mountain bike pants and yeah, that's it. Like I want like whenever people are like, oh, I want to look like a BMX or like, what the fuck does a BMX yeah. look like? Yeah, you know what I mean? straight up, like, Levi's. <laughs> yeah, very much. But like when a kid's like, oh, mom, like I want to kind of have like a skater look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a look to that, and like that's kind of cool. Like it would be sweet. Like. That's what I tried to do with like that jacket, like the not a number jacket. I was like, oh, I want to make something cool that's like functional, but like still like sick looking. Obviously that went nowhere, but like I want I want to see more of that. And and I know it's like, it's you know, it's asking for a lot, but it would just be so sick to like not only see people produce that shit, but also see like more core riders and like more people in the like in the scene, like hyping that shit up because it's like it's cool. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, if someone sees that and they're not a BMX with like, Oh, where did you get that? And then, you I know. think that thankfully vans vans is kind of leading the charge with this in a yeah, lot of ways, for sure, of but course. like the fact right. that they're releasing DAC t-shirts and jackets with yeah. like his custom designs on them. 
I was watching something the other day, maybe a podcast or something, and the person was just not BMX related at all, and they were they were wearing one of his vans, like with the waves. Oh, that's fucking sick. That's sick. I was like, that's cool. Like they went into a van store, they bought it. That's a good. Ex- that's exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, mm-hmm. fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, it's happening. It's just not happening. Like right, there's yeah. obviously, if you break it down, like there's, it's happening in yeah. some small places, but. As a whole, it's not. I've been sour about it for years already. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, I assume it's way more dangerous for animal to go out on a limb and say, hey, we're going to get a hundred of these $150 jackets made and try Mm. to sell these. That's way more dangerous than for Vance to say, hey, Dak, you want to do up a few things? Like we'll we'll print off some shirts, like low risk. So it takes big, big guys like that. Right. Thankfully, Vans is doing that. Yeah, their mm. business plan is rock solid because if one of the van stores doesn't take some of the DAC clothing, which they already know that they have like a huge quota, like they're mm. going to do an order for, you know, thousand pieces. Yeah. Like of shirts and jackets. And they if have they have the any QOP printed for it already, too. Right. Yeah. And, and if they have anything left over, winners, home, like, all oh, those yeah. Like, right. oh, yeah. They have those backup stores where right. they can sell bulk for a little less margin and just, like, get rid of it. Dean's like... like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, he, he's a big winners guy? Oh, he loves... He loves the... He loves a bargain? Oh, he loves a good bargain. Hell, yeah. Who I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the best. It's nice when you find, like, a unique piece of clothing, too. Oh, like hell, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't find somewhere else for... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, like, it would be sick to, like, oh, like, this is a two season old like van shirt or like a merit shirt or something you know like just like and people are like oh sick and like you know in a few years they're like thrifting it like again the thrasher sweaters like the og ones like yeah it's just you know I'm, i keep using fashion as an example but it'll get there dude it'll get there mm-hmm. i it'll just take it takes time yeah 100 percent. and I mean, it's really it is stressful like it's hard to do one thing that does worry me though is that i was thinking about this today Remember, remember how big Nike was into BMX? You're talking about a huge yeah. corporation. They just dipped. Yeah, that was they weird. They just dipped overnight, and they had they had Nigel is just leading this podcast, but yeah, they had Nigel, <laughs> yeah. Garrett, Dennis, Chad. Who else was on that squad? Um, is, that, is that it? Was AK on there? Yep, they yeah. had a, Euro- a European team. Like Chris Tim Kyle. Chevron. I was yeah. thinking yeah. about those videos that Navaj like used to film. <laughs> Like they had lots of dudes. Like Nike, is it like a Nike in San Antonio video or something yeah. like that? They ride like a big ditch. Anyways, so good. The um, first one on the A7 in like Europe and the, the like oh, black yeah. night is purple. Navaj shot that one too. Yeah, uh, Simone was on the, in yes. that one, right? Fuck, that's a good but video. Like, so back then we were looking at Nike. Oh, Nike's in this for the long haul. They're crushing it, right? But they just dipped. So obviously yeah. it wasn't. I worry so much about other brands doing that like please don't ditch us I, I think the big one obviously is vans that's vans exactly basically employs the majority of bike riders they're oh. one of the only paid shoe sponsors and they're doing it big but yeah, i feel shout like vans. shout out to vans and hopefully they never drop out i feel like they're not they have history though in the brand yeah nike kind of just like poked their head in quick but like right. Vans has been here for a long Vans time. Vans has been in BMX like from the start. And mm-hmm. also like like Steve Van Doren, like the owner of the company, he's like goes to BMX jams and yeah. events. Like he's He was at like, Huntington Beach Jam, right? Right. Yeah. Like he's like he's like there, mm-hmm. like doing stuff, like barbecuing. Like is the <laughs> owner fucking it, like is the owner of Nike? Like was he at but like my, those like <laughs> yeah. Nike contests? My like, concern <laughs> that is 
really sick. And I, <laughs> I know that his intentions are good, but my concern is that the BMX side of Vans is being kept alive by the skateboarding or the lifestyle mm, side. Yeah. Like we are kind of just, we've got a little IV from the, from a little splice mm -hmm. in the line. Yeah. Yeah. That we're just like, Oh, we'll take some of Very this. Good don't, point. Yeah. don't mind if I do. And then eventually they go, you know, they're running the numbers year over year and they go, it's getting to be a little much. Mm -hmm, right. You know, I want BMX to grow to a point where they're like, no, this is a profitable thing on its own. Um, but that's my concern. Right. Because How do we get there? Mm. Release Who? more DAC shoes, more like Dennis shoes, put them in van stores and sell those more than any other model. Like prove that there's enough support for BMX that it can it can support itself. And that, I don't know. That you have to just make BMX more popular. I can't mm. believe we still haven't popped to the mainstream. Like That's we've been saying. waiting and even like, like Chad collaborating with Currency or Nigel collaborating with the, all the people he does. It's mm. like, I feel like we still haven't gone mainstream. Like oh. we're still not popping. Like BMX hasn't become this like cool main thing yet. Mm. Yeah, that's weird. Like, I, I honestly think, well, it, it needs to come from the, the young generation. So it needs to inspire like a decent chunk of the young generation who grows up loving bmx like yeah. i think that's the only way because you can convince all the older dudes that it's sick but for longevity you need to have that younger generation coming in and i think that scootering probably took a big chunk of what yeah. could have been bmx riders you know and scootering was a big hit and i mean there's no oh, yeah. i'm not trashing scootering like it's its own thing and it's video it's games really too sick. yeah 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 video games and scooters well that's just all sorts of stuff, uh, skating, touring, right. and biking is just kind of, like I said, the cost of entry is a little bit higher. Maybe it's a bit harder when you first start. You know, it's not as rewarding. You can't learn tricks quite as quick. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But that's Definitely. probably, that's one of the biggest issues for us is convincing the kind of young, young kids to get into it. I don't know how you do that. Make bikes more affordable or have stuff that's more I feel fun. like having things like Joyride. Yeah. Definitely yeah. helps. Is huge oh, yeah. for that. Like the camps, like yeah. even mm -hmm. just giving a kid an opportunity to like ride around and like even just hit some of the small bumps and feel it. Cause like, where else would you be? I mean, unless you let build your kids, it yourself. Yeah. Or like take mm -hmm. your kids to the skate park and like right. just let them go nuts. But like, yeah, like having a controlled environment with like concession stands and like tons of other parents around and all that shit. Like it's just such a comfortable area for kids to just play and enjoy. Like, I mean, if I got to do that as a kid, like, can you imagine going to Joyride as a kid? Bro, it would like, blow your mind. Like, launching into the foam pit the first time? That's what I'm saying. Would be the wow. coolest shit. Like, just floating through the sky. Like, I'd be hooked. I mean, so true. Like, yeah. it would be hooked for life. Like, just like, that's wow. what I want to do now. <laughs> like, yeah. it would be crazy. That's funny, because I never even thought about that. Like, I grew up on Vancouver Island, which was big bike influence, mm -hmm. but there's no indoor skate parks there. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't something... That was like, oh, let's go do this. Like, but that almost does make it seem like more official. Like yeah. being able to go to a facility like that, like that almost to me makes it like that seems like it's more of like a yeah, a legitimate activity. Yeah, yeah of course. There's like a, a an arena basically for it. It's like going to the fucking hockey rink. Mm -hmm. Like just yeah. go for right. a game or whatever. And there's like you know there's other parents there. You know there's like supportive community to like that's just it. Yeah. It's an yeah. appealing everything about it is appealing. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know it's a good facility. The community there is good. 
Um, it's yeah, safe. Parties. <laughs> yeah, right. All that, all the stuff that you need. Um, and and if it got a hundred kids to go that weren't gonna bike exactly. that month, and five of them are kind of like, I'm gonna do this again. Yeah, it's better than nothing. Yeah, like yeah. it did. Yeah, like the amount of kids, like fucking even Jeffrey, like um, like Jeff sent me a picture. I think did I show you guys that? Picture? Yeah, I've seen that of picture. Like it's wild, bro. Joyride, <laughs> and it's like he's like. This fucking You're like, who is that? <laughs> and, like, it's the craziest thing, but like, he was one of those kids once, and like, it's just cool. Like, the amount of kids we've seen go from like straight up like groms to like actually really good riders coming in, into their own, and like, Joyride was kind of their stepping off point. Mm. Like, it's just, it's cool to see, and uh, like, I mean, too hot, too hot. What? It's a garbage. <laughs> Did I burn her? Mike's just. Sexy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's still good. Oh, yeah. You got the newer one. Mine's cold. No, there you go. I forgot what I was saying. What did I say? You were just talking about how Joyride is kind of like a, a launching platform for oh, all sorts of young mm-hmm. riders. Yeah, it's just like it, at, at the end of the day, it's like it's a world-class facility, and it has all that extra cool stuff to like bring normal, not normal, I don't like saying normal people, like non-PMX <laughs> riders um, oh, like right. into it, you know what I mean? Because like, can you imagine your kid was like, oh, I want to start riding BMX, and you're like, there's like a fucking gross skate park, like in Bro, town, just go drop your kid Barry. off there for, yeah. Shout uh-huh. out to Barry. <laughs> fucking Queens Park, what up? <laughs> That's why there's no BMX riders in Barry's because you go downtown to the skate park and it's just a terrifying, it's a cage. Dude, Literally, it's the fucking Thunderdome. Yeah. Like, it's scary as hell. <laughs> yeah, so that's not, it's not a coincidence that there's no scene. But, uh, I mean, yeah, Joyride is responsible for a huge, I mean, wave of very, very talented young kids. You know, it's funny, though, I was, this, you guys just kind of made me think about this, is that, like, I don't know about you guys, but when I was younger, it wasn't like the skate park or like the facility that necessarily made me want to ride. Mm. Like we built jumps out front of our house. Oh, hundred percent. Like, you yeah. know, we built shit. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't all about like what was already built and that got me into biking. No, for it's, sure. It's funny how that, like, it's like nowadays, like we're trying to everything we can to get kids into shit, like mm-hmm. giving no, but, them this facility. And, but for you, you must've seen you must have seen one time some older dude hit a jump or something on a yep. bike and you were like, damn, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I mean, I have those memories in my head. I could right. tell you right now, like mm-hmm. that's what really got me into it. And then building jumps is what maintained it. I think having a facility. So for, for a kid who goes in a joyride and they walk up to that, to the end of the hall where this foam pit is and they see some, like one of these dudes <laughs> doing a, a flare or like a flip double whip on the resi. You ma- imagine seeing that at six years old. Right. That's mm-hmm. what's going to get them into True. it. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to go home and probably build some little dirt jumps or whatever right. they're going to do. But yeah, being in that environment and seeing the crazy, like, imagine being like seven and watching someone hit the expert line. Oh my God. You would just be like, are they, is this real? I'd be enamored. Yeah. I remember watching dudes like just fly out of a quarter pipe and being like, dang, that's so cool. Yeah. So. And it's also like, you know, like it's someone like we obviously got into it because we were like, we were really like we gravitated towards it naturally. But like I was talking about like maybe the kids who necessarily didn't really think about it, but then their, their mom or their dad is like, oh, we heard about this cool place. Sure. Like, Like, you know what I mean? Or like. Your your friend is having a birthday party here. Like, do you want to go? And then the kid like just randomly walks in and is like, "Holy shit!" Like, yeah. I did like like their right. mind is blown kind of thing. Because there's 
I, like, I mean, I feel like any kid who really wants to get into riding, like they're going to, they're going to do that. They're going to build the jumps. They're going to set up that stupid little pipe in the front yard that they're going to try and slide a million times. Like we all have, like they're going to make it work if they really want to make it work. But I'm just thinking of those kids who like, are just like, oh yeah, like, you know, they're just kind of like, they don't really think. They're just floating around. Yeah, they're just, you know, doing yeah. their own thing. And then they're like, oh, this thing is pretty fucking cool. And like, you're, like Joyride being your first exposure to any kind of BMX would be fucking crazy. That's ideal. You couldn't ask for a better first ex- exposure. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like, again, mm-hmm. using hockey, you'd be like walking into just like some random rink and seeing like a fucking OHL or NHL team practicing. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You'd be like, oh my God, that's the coolest fast. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and that seems like something that would be common for like a Canadian kid growing up to do. Cause like mm. so many Canadian kids grow up playing hockey or lacrosse. Right. They go to the, they go to the arena like, at, like multiple times a week for practices and games. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that would be something that would just be like a easy, common thing that like Canadian kids would come across. For sure. Definitely for, more common than like a joyride setup. Right. <laughs> like wait, I mean every, city or town has like a hockey rink and like yeah the amount of nhl players that come out of fucking like nowhere elmvale yeah (laughs) straight up really there's an nhl player from elmvale i think there's been several from i've heard a stat that it has like the most per capita it's produced the most (laughs) nhl players (laughs) like why (laughs) don't fact check me on that well that's just it right it's like like one out of the 12 is the most yeah i don't know i think i wouldn't surprise me if there's been a couple that well water. Bro, that's just <laughs> mineral. That clean. That clean. That well water. That good water. They got the it best is, water in the world. It is good water. That's, <laughs> that's what they say. Bro. Some of the cleanest water in the world. Really? Yeah. There's an article on Google about this yeah. this well in Elmvale, Ontario. Yeah. So and how it's like the cleanest water. There's always lineups. So if you drive by the well in the summer, there's always lines of people just filling up jugs. Yeah. Getting their piece. Hell yeah. Pe- from Toronto. Like what? people from downtown, they go all the way there just to fill up jugs. They only drink this water. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I've been meaning to do this for like <laughs> six years. Bro. <laughs> it's going to be have. one of these people. Like fucking oh, yeah. huge jugs on the shoulders. <laughs> Dude, I, well, I think about, because I drink tap water always. Like I'm right, yeah. pretty much tap water all the time. But like mm. there's a lot of time, I'm sure you guys feel this, where I just, I'm exhausted like i just feel like i'm more tired than i should be mm. and i i wondered like how much of that could be uh attributed to tap water you mm. know what's in that like that's mm. going deep yeah but like, <laughs> that that's is going, i like, mean but if i'm drinking like you know 10 liters of tap water a day like yeah. i've gotten the water here tested before mm. this guy came over and tested it mm-hmm. and he showed like all the things that are in it like there's tons of oh yeah well chlorine would probably things. be the worst one right there's a lot of metals yeah uh just contaminants i guess would be the best word for it yeah and you just uh, get a, like a faucet filter like a faucet brita true a regular brita i mean <laughs> that was easy <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> next one what's your next problem here? let's leak anywhere let's fix that <laughs> yeah uh, already then <laughs> no but i mean like that you know easy um bro that's i mean trying to figure out why you're tired all the time that is a it I could mean, be your crazy schedule and yeah, like the that fact too. that you're a high performing professional athlete and you own your own company and like you have your own house that and you're whipping ma- a snowmobile around yeah all that the could time. maybe be part of it maybe that's part of it he's like nah it's the well water. High, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> nah it's the fucking water dude something about that water <laughs> yo it makes me tweak dog yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's funny as fuck but uh, well, I th- I, part of what I've also heard 
like some crazy, yeah, there's so much crazy information out there. <laughs> but like there was one thing I saw about fluoride and like how fluoride, like how it started basically, like oh, how shit. they incorporated it into like cleaning the water with it. Yeah. Mm. It's just dark, you know, it's just a dark, like it just seems dark. I don't know how much of it was true. Yeah. Exactly. Crust up it, your yeah. pineal gland. Oh man! <laughs> Shut up! Okay. Uh, it scared me. It scared me for sure. Mike's like, no, my third eye. <laughs> what the fuck? This is. That's, that's why we're drinking Coors Light and Coke. Yeah, instead yeah, of, yeah instead exactly. Of water. Fuck that water, dude. Just give me Coors. Joel just drinks soda all the time. Just no, dude. Honestly, I, this is the first one in a minute. Yeah, I knew you'd been on pro- protein nice. shakes, protein shakes, and water lately. Bro, three hell yeah. A day? Uh, t- uh, two a day. Three what? Protein three shakes. protein shakes a wow. day. Just two, bro. You're on three? Yeah. Yeah, Damn. but you're skipping meals. Like, you're... No, that's Really? You're supposed to be doing, like, a gram per... One gram of lean protein per pound of body weight. So, I'm at, like... I'm try- I'd usually try and get, like, one... Between 170 and 190 grams a day. And it's, like... Bruh. Really fucking difficult. Like, whey protein? Yeah. Just you're not on the toilet, like, nonstop? No. Whoa, that's wild. Mm, hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Built different. <laughs> anyway, enough about protein. Uh, I feel like it's that time of year. Like, you know, end of winter. Like, this is, it's it's good to hear you guys have your, like, a good uh, program in place. Bro. Like, I feel like this t- this time of winter really, like, almost mm. pushes you to do that, too. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you can't do anything outside. And you kind of start feeling like just kind of not optimal, not yeah. optimized. And so nice to incorporate things like that that make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Like one thing, like my back is always tweaking out. You guys know yeah, I'm always yeah. having back spasms. Mm-hmm. Definitely like trying to incorporate more strengthening and stuff like that. But man, it's it's tough. It's It takes a lot. It, it sucks, too. Like, I feel like I can do anything, like, with my back spasms. I can do anything, like, not too bad. Mm-hmm. But high-level BMX is the only thing. And it really, it's annoying. It's, like, it's making it harder to Does ride as much as we want to ride. Yeah. Do you find the sled causes similar issues? Because I feel like it's a similar position. No. Really, eh? It's no. just spinning. Is that right. what it is? It's, it's the, the spinning. Spin. You ever watch him do a five? Yeah, it's he, pretty. That crank, it's pretty cool. Right? It's pretty cool. You just got to do a, a year of like spinning oppo. Or yeah, something. Right. I mean, it out. might like, dude. Honestly, it's always like it's the movement. Like it's right. the same way you spin. Like all of that shit. Like we're using those muscles over and mm-hmm. over and over, and like the other side just gets neglected because it's not natural. Like, well, you do you that way. Yeah. do you have like herniated discs or anything like that? Have you gotten that? I've shit? been wondering lately if yeah. like there's a deeper issue, yeah. but also like. Yeah, I probably should. Well, the other thing is the the snowmobiling is not too bad, but it's the drives because you have to drive so fucking far to snowmobile. So like that last Quebec trip, like as soon as I got like we uh, we were unloading at Mike's house. And as soon as I like got on my sled, I had this crazy back spasm. Like it felt like paralyzing pain. Oh, man. Probably because I was sitting in that chair for fucking 12 hours, just like slouched over. Mm. But stretch before you like after you got out of the truck, dude. I like you know me. Like yeah, I stretch a lot. You it's do. True. Yeah, yeah. I do. constantly stretch. Like mm. that's what's making me think. Like man, there might be like something 
more going on or I don't know. But well, I mean, like the fact that it's a spasm and not like a constant ache is like not good. Mm. But like that makes me think I'm not a fucking doctor, but it make it make it sounds like it's more muscular. Yeah, because that's what like, I was thinking. Right. If it, you know, if it always hurt, like my knees cartilage base, which is like what a di- like a disc kind of is. So like it's always like dull aching. But like if it just randomly locks up, like I feel like it's something that somehow is releasable through like some sort of massage or like you right. know actually there's a dude in town like anchor they have like a sports massage dude that i went to which is pretty good oh yeah it might be something to check out it's like 100 bucks just to see if like maybe something's just pulling really fucking hard or something right. i don't know but also an MRI yeah. might be good yeah and just like what you like what you guys are doing Working out all the time, having protein shakes, like mm-hmm. incorporating way more back strengthening That's yeah. exercises. Lower back strengthening. It could yeah. literally just come down to like back strengthening. Because yes. like the other thing is like working, like sit on the, I sit on the couch for hours every day doing Instagram and mm-hmm. space brace work on the, even right now we're sitting in these chairs. These chairs are hard on your back. There's I've been moving the whole time. Dude, like yeah, trying to get comfy. Yeah. yeah, like I like these chairs, but there's something... I almost think it's these fucking chairs, actually. Oh, God. Stand up immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Go to stand up. I love how the nicest chairs we used as a coat hanging. I I just figured all the wheel, like chairs with wheels might be kind of loud. So (laughs) swapped them out. We'll do it standing up next time. (laughs) I'm I'm out. I'm sick that night. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) We got to do it with couches. Yo. We just all fall asleep in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you guys think? We're, at, we? a, we're at an hour twenty. I think that's a good uh, that's yeah. spot beauty. to end it. Yeah, that was cool. good. Was good, right. chat. good chat, boys. Thanks, Mike. Thanks well, for listening, everyone. Yeah. yeah. See you guys next I'll time. Of you. <laughs> <laughs>